Link to down Lift to dungeon. And <laughs> yeah. Um, Lift and peeve. Lift and peeve. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeve. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeve. It's a real world. It's a real. It's a real. It's a real. I don't. It's a real one. I don't use it, but it's. Not your vocab. Down to dungeon. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Right. No, this is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Scared money don't make none. Good morning. Welcome to Down to Dunk, episode 571. You can find us on CLNS Media dailythunder.com dash radio at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time Monday, Wednesday, Friday or of course anywhere you sign up for and subscribe to your podcast it is Jay <laughs> also here today Andrew Ham Hambrew and Taylor back in the day when I was a teenager before I had status and before I had a page you could find the abstract Sam Presty. Why'd you say Sam Presti? Well, that's a tribe called Quest. Oh, that's his favorite ah. Yeah. That's ham. Sorry, I should have said ham Presti. Yeah, come on. <sighs> I was really, I'll redo I was, the intro. Scared money don't make none. <laughs> scared money don't make none. <laughs> I also need to get the, the drop where he says, I'm a big tribe called Quest fan. I know, man. He is such an enigma, <laughs> man. Scared money don't make none. It's I'm so a funny. Big tribe Taylor, welcome back, fan. man. Thank you, guys. I'm back, baby. So we're in a, a weird season for the podcast because it's the off season. So we're trying to get our vacation time in before the season starts. You know, every because uh, this, this is our only job. This is our only job. But yeah, so it, Andrew was obviously uh, out for a few weeks whenever um, he had his most recent child, who's 15 years old. And then um, Taylor was out last week. Luke's gone today, and then I'm gone next week, and then we'll hit September, and we should be pretty consistent. Once we no, hit because then I'm getting married. Yeah, and then, and then I'm gone getting married. two weeks in a row. Yep. Dude, don't splash that in my face. <laughs> Jay almost oh. threw coffee in my face. Yeah, so anyway, man, it's it's the off season, and, and I think everybody that's a NBA fan is feeling that, and so the only option is to become a Cleveland Browns fan. So that's what I've gotten into. What about you guys? That's what you've gotten into? Yeah. Is the hard knocks? No, just being a Browns fan. I watched them last night. They won 5-0. to zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to really? be. That's the hard part about this. They it's won 5-0. Like, that's weird. I, so I grew up like football, the center of my universe. That's just fading. Yeah. Fading away from yeah. my, I don't even care. I refuse to act like I care about football. There's not no. good storylines. But now the Browns is like, like there are storylines with the Browns, so I'll follow them. Just because of their crazy offensive line coach. And we're Oklahoman, so Baker. Yeah, you got to follow Baker. You got to follow the Bakemon. Yeah. Hey, so anyway, there are a few things of note for Thunder fans this week. If you haven't had the chance to, uh, Paul George was on a podcast with mm-hmm. drama from Robin Big Fame. Yeah. I didn't know Rob that. Dyrdek's cousin. Isn't that who it is? Yeah, it's his nephew. Or it's his nephew. Co- maybe it's his cousin. Maybe it's his nephew. But, uh, hmm. all I remember, you know what's so weird to me is drama has so much respect now in like this. Like street world or fashion world, and yeah. all I remember is him getting like punked and uh, made fun of on Robin Big. But I do time. remember he evolved in that show where all of a sudden he became like famous and had yeah. like a yeah. product line and 
yeah. new people. And I had never heard of him. So is it, it's what was it called? Long story, short story, or short story? short short story long is what the short podcast is called. Yeah, and I do suggest that you listen to it at one and a half speed because both him and Paul George are very like, well, man, mumbly. Um, also, drama. Didn't really know much about Paul George at all, which is pretty hilarious. I feel like yeah, but I did throughout it. I did appreciate how much his lack of knowing Paul George. He basically you got to know Paul. It was like you he yeah we because he was like listened to his Wikipedia. You're at Fresno for four years. And Paul's like no Uh, two two. It's like oh, so drama got invited (laughs) to the fishing tournament. That's how they made this connection, and so I see he did not get one measurable fish. Yeah. and um, you know what else is weird is I think we're so used to listening to sports podcasts that, like, if one of these sports people or a basketball player or football player is on another podcast, we expect the host to know everything like, about Like, come them. on, man. Yeah. But they're friends from, like, the celebrity world. Right, right, right. Not yeah. from, like, you know. What do you think about like the show? Just, open your mind to that, Andrew. I refuse. Uh, it was – I thought it was – I thought it was intriguing. Yeah. I, I think people – you know, people latch on to things because we're in that kind of society right now. But I don't. What's your big takeaway? What were your what were the 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 hot lines from the pod? Truthfully, for me, the only thing I really thought was I loved listening to his conversation about his injury. I thought that was good. Yeah, uh, oh, I love. No, just like I like hearing it. his the walkthrough and how you know hard it was and how if you guys have a, quickly an injury that's happened to you. I'm going to give you guys Jay's yeah, cell phone me, number. Shoot me a text. <laughs> uh, actually, a voicemail. No, but like hearing his process, one of the things voicemail. one of the things he said is he didn't come back till April, but he was doing full contact practice in February, and so yeah. just you know six months later, um, I thought that was intriguing. Really, most of the basketball stuff, none of it was that surprising. No, I mean it, the L.A. stuff is what people are going to latch on to, but yeah, I don't care about that. So what did what did he say? I just saw bits on Twitter about this. So he basically said that you know because they asked him about his free agency and. He was a little bit miffed that the Lakers didn't give up assets for him. And the way he framed that I thought was pretty cool because he kept talking about how he wanted to have, like he wanted Indiana to get good pieces back. That's why, yes, you know, he get he got killed in the local media there and a lot of the fans got really frustrated. And he also him. didn't request a trade. No, he and just he, said, hey, he, I'm not going to sign here next year. Yeah. Like you may want to look at trading me and I'd prefer to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Because, and really it was in the kind of aftermath of Kevin Durant was just the year before. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, if the if you're a Thunder fan and Kevin Durant would have said that the summer before he left, like, we'd be upset. No way would there be this much right. frustration with him. Yeah. And he wouldn't have gone to Golden State, probably. Yeah, and if he did, true. then we would have an awesome player back. Yeah, we've got Klay Thompson, yeah. right? We're mad at KD on a moral level. Yeah. <laughs> we are justified in hating <laughs> yeah. this right. dude. Yes. So, but, you know, and, and so what he said... Is that he's a little miffed that they didn't offer anything, and then so they was pissed, and they were a little miffed that he didn't even give them a meeting. meeting. He's like, I just wanted to get it over with. I knew what I wanted to pissed. do. Pissed off, man. <laughs> he he said, I knew what I wanted to do, and I didn't want to yeah. draw it out. And so at midnight, I signed. That's so tight that the Lakers were mad at him for not. I know. I was very excited <laughs> but, to hear that. But drama kept. So drama responded. He goes, Yeah, I just uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I was looking forward to you being out here and playing out here. And he goes, Yeah, well. We'll see. You know, we'll see. <clears throat> I still got... Yeah, and so it's... I still got another contract. He ju- yeah, he, I still got another contract. He's just talking. He's just talking. He said, Dude, I could... You know, I didn't know that. I guess I could request a trade, though, very soon. But in three years, if he goes to L.A., yeah. 
Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah, we'll have three ships at that point. Right, bro. Shoot, whatever. (laughs) No no team has ever gone four in a row anyways. But it's in true off-season form that that's what's dominating our, you know, that's why I spent an hour listening to you yesterday. Well, not quite an hour because you were at one and a half speed, Jay. It's also a time management issue, Taylor. So I got a question for you. So what is it? our, Our listeners and Twitter followers. Do you listen to our podcast or other podcasts at full speed, one and a half speed? Two, two, two times, too fast. I do two times for some shows. For one and a half time, you, perfect. How can you even process what words are being said? Uh, I have a fast brain. Oh, your brain thinks in two times speed. Yeah. Like oh, right now, man. like you just look like a big idiot because you're at one speed in life. I know it does throw Every, it off. Everywhere I go, I'm telling my wife and my kids just hurry up. Yeah, hurry you got to go fast. Too fast. Dude, I need two times as fast. Come on, guys. Come on. You're a good dad. You're <laughs> good great dad. dad. Thanks, man. Great dad. Yeah. yeah, my kids are my my first grader supposed to be in first grade, third grade. I'm trying to speed things up. Well, yep. your your newborn's already 15 years old. <laughs> That's right. I'm just I'm in the you process really of just speeding up life. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's go. Uh, the other thing that happened this week that's just something you talk about in the offseason is that uh, Nerlens Noel posted a video of doing some low-post workout with Ennis Cantor. Yeah, so there's two videos. One posted by Nerlens, one posted by Ennis. And this, each one of them is them one dominating of, the other. Ennis, is it looks like Nerlens just sucks. <laughs> Ennis looks <laughs> fast in that video. The one Ennis posted, yeah. thought, Ennis is fast. Ennis is like smashing on him, like getting right past him to the rim. Making all these moves, defending. I mean, it's amazing. And then somebody actually sent it to me and was like, have you seen this? And I was like, no. And they're like, what do you think about it? And I was like, well, there's probably a Nerlens video somewhere else. And then yesterday the Nerlens video came out. It's like Nerlens and is it's, poking the ball out like four straight times. Right. And scoring on him. And Nerlens like, hitting a corner three. And, you know, it's it's cool. I, I'm sure they're having conversations about OKC and oh, yeah. and what you know, okay, so he did for his reputation and for his career. And so, I mean, it's it's encouraging. At least we know that New Orleans isn't at home just eating hot dogs. Do you think Ennis right. um, in those one-on-one matches was, okay, bro, if I win, you have to request a trade to get me back to OKC, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> if, yeah, he's probably just telling him, hey, have you met Steve yet? <laughs> You're going to love Steve. You're going to love Steve. He's my favorite person ever. But yeah, I, you know the thing is, is that's more kind of speaking back to the fact that Nerlens is looking at this year in the way that we hope he does, where this yeah. is your reclamation year, right? Like, be better, be engaged, like play, and and there won't be a lot of margin for him not to be. Like, this team won't accept him being mediocre, right? Yeah. Like, he just won't play, and that's not good for his career. Maybe out of the NBA next year. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a theory about this now. Go ahead. All this Jackie Mac, Jack Mac stuff that's been coming out all week about mm-hmm. mental health. Mm-hmm. Now I have a theory. Whenever we're upside, why isn't this guy good in the NBA? Why isn't he doing this well? Now I just think they're all mentally ill and they all need <laughs> help. <laughs> no, I'm not making a joke. I kind of believe it. Like these guys. It's probably that- <laughs> the case with with a large with a percentage. Yes, and she even said it as much on a podcast with Woj. Oh, that, was that that like, you know like if if the number eight pick in the draft isn't working out, then you know there's not a lot of question why. Like can't even get playing time. If it's not physically, then there's usually another issue. Yeah. Well, okay, so maybe my theory isn't uh, much of a theory. So yeah. she's saying 
So is it just the prevalence of? I think that it could be like depression and then like substance abuse that goes along with it and things like that that just kind of spiral dudes out of the NBA. That is one of the things Paul George did talk about in his podcast with uh, drama is that like how hard it is. I think we, I think I catch myself doing this as well as I assume that just because these guys are super athletes is really the reason they're in the NBA. And and that's a part of it. Mm -hmm. Paul George, if he's a six foot two, 230 pound uh, guy is not going to get minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. in the NBA, maybe doesn't even get a scholarship. Like obviously being six, eight, you know, it's like, there's a lot of guys. Like I watched a lot of guys play high school that were, really good basketball players but they're yeah. never going to make it but being six eight and you know super athletic helps but it also he did he was like it's really hard and for a lot of these guys especially if you're a, a lottery pick most of your life you've been told you're the center of the universe oh, right yeah. and then yeah. to have anything kind of hit mm. into that facade of what you've created for yourself obviously that's going to be a hit and if you don't have some sort of mm-hmm. You know, especially if you do have, you know, because I, I do believe that depression is something that's not just how do you feel today, right? Like that's mm-hmm. obviously the most of the science speaks back to that. But if you don't have a control on that or you do add a substance to it or if you don't have people in your life that are going to help you find the help you need, like I obviously understand that the, the pressure of being successful in the NBA could could really compound some issues that are probably there. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. The human element is something that people just don't consider a lot. Yeah. Period. Because we don't NBA look guys. Because we don't right. see them as humans. Yeah. <laughs> we see them right. as, like, like pieces. guys created for our entertainment. These are NBA 2K yes. dudes in it, real life. It really does feel that yeah. way, right? And these are speaking, the video game characters. Speaking of all these guys and looking at mental health now, J.R. Smith is a miracle. Yes? That Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> J.R. Smith is a miracle that he is able to um, uh, probably self-medicate the way he is. And he's been able to stay in the league and be this uh, productive. I can't figure out if I'm going to hit the Mario button or the Smooth Criminal button. With I don't know. Ooh, Smooth Criminal. That's a good take. So J.R. Smith is what? J.R. Smith's miracle. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This one will get Smooth Criminal. I know you said Paul George, he's in the NBA because he's 6'8". I think he would be a lot better if he was 6'9". Thanks. Actually, I think he might be. Thanks, Luke Jr. He's taller than he would be. He's like 6'10". Is he? He's George? Oh, yeah. You know what's funny is the reminder. So that, you know, the other thing. that So the summer, right? And all of these. I think this is my favorite and least favorite thing about NBA, Twitter, and social media is everybody plays basketball. It's like, well, it's good to know that's what they're doing with their offseason. So, yeah. But they all were playing again at UCLA. And so we t- and, and Paul George talks a little bit about that mm-hmm. in the podcast. But they're playing at UCLA and... You saw the picture with Kawhi, right? Like Kawhi and Kevin Durant. I think the most insane thing about Kevin Durant is he's legitimate four inches taller than most everybody else in that picture. Yeah, he's huge. He's so gigantic. That didn't surprise me as much as I... His hands? No. Kawhi's hands? You see no. those? Just Tony Durant being there, thinking that he could, he's a baller. I know. That's... How did the Tony Durant video not take off? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. <sighs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? All right, let's move on. The other thing that happened in NBA this week is the NBA, uh, and I'll just read Woj's tweet here. It's ESPN sources, NBA's competition committee recommending rule changes for 2018-2019 season that include reset of shot clock to 14 seconds after offensive rebound, simplification of 
clear path foul rule expanding definition of hostile act for purposes of triggering replay. So we do have a few Twitter questions to talk about this. The first one's at Orange Pepper Zero, and it says this. Will the new clear path rules stop the jazz pace-killing tactics, and what flavors of Oreo would you like to see made? (laughs) (laughs) Sneak it in there. I know. When I read that (laughs) last night when I was looking over this, I read it and just stopped after the first question, I guess. So, So... one of the rules is they're trying to speed up the process of really the reviews for Clear Path, and they're trying to really eliminate a lot of that from the NBA, right? Yeah, and this is kind of a, a EuroLeague rule where you cannot stop the play. And this is what happened a lot in the Jazz series. The Thunder wanted to play fast, and the Thunder stopped them by just fouling. Which was brilliant. And it was great. It worked wonderfully for them. And the Thunder m- might have won another game had the Jazz not done that. So it's a big deal. And for the Thunder that want to play fast this year, I mean, it's going to... The interpretation of what looks like a fast-break opportunity is going to be interesting. But you can't just grab a guy anymore to stop the fast-break, which is great news. Because, one, it's not really a basketball play. It's just right. a, a loophole kind of rule. And so... I think it will encourage more fast break opportunities. It will encourage the game being faster, uh, not as many stoppages, and hopefully the officials will know what a clear path foul is this year right. because it seemed like every time no one really knew what the outcome was going to be whenever they were going to review a clear path. Yeah, and it's yeah, and I guess you're just not paying attention in that moment to be able to like say, oh, there was a guy in front of him. Yeah. There wasn't a guy in front of him. Because it's like the, the confusion on it for me is like, oh, the guy's parallel with him. So yeah. what do you call? It's like, well, that still is technically a clear path unless he's right next to him or something. Right. You know, like I, anyway, so well, this guy's faster. So. Yeah, I know. So yeah, it's, it's, it is confusing. And so hopefully this puts an end to that. And so that's one thing that will benefit the Thunder, right, from that. Tremendously. Uh, yes. The other one, and I'll go back to the Oreo question, but the other one is from at Stephen J. Rossi, who said, since the Thunder get all the offensive rebounds, is the NBA specifically targeting OKC with the new rule change? No, this and is and then <laughs> the end of the question. Just like they did when they convinced Katie to go to Golden oh, State. That part is true. <laughs> that part is real. But this is just to help, like, keep making the game more fun to watch. Yeah, it's like you get an offensive rebound. The team sits there and dribbles for ten to fifteen seconds anyway. It's it's basically targeting the end of games. Yeah, where if there's an offensive rebound, then you just drain the clock after yeah. that. It's it's saying you know what we're not going to give you that extra ten seconds to to do that. You have. You, you need to find a shot quickly. And so it's a good thing. The Thunder don't want to play half-court offense anyways. So the Thunder aren't going to use the full 24 seconds of the shot clock after Steven gets the offensive rebound anyways. they're looking. He's looking to go back up with it. He's looking to kick out to a shooter or get it to Russell so that he can create something. And so that usually doesn't take a full 24 seconds. And if it does, it's usually not a good sign for the Thunder. Well, and the other thing, I, I immediately started thinking about, not necessarily specific moments, but I started thinking about uh, end of game, yeah, like that. That changes a lot because it used to be if if you know you got forty seconds left and you have a twenty four second shot clock, you get the rebound. They get the rebound. You're killing the it's game. It's over. Yeah. But yeah. at that point, like you you don't have to immediately foul. You can play it out. Maybe get three seconds yeah. left on the clock. Play defense again. Like there are some things that it should really help the game. All this is be more interesting. Yeah. All this is targeting is making the game flow better and move faster, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Before we move on, I want to talk about one of our sponsors, Anthem Brewing Company. If you don't know about Anthem, welcome to the podcast. This must be your first one to ever listen to. Anthem (laughs) is an incredible company. They have incredible beverages. And uh, Luke has really gotten in this new trend that I I think he discovered it, right? To drink beer out of cold mugs. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's the first one to do this. First one ever. So He frosted it. Yeah. But they have multiple options for your tasting pleasure and we've said this but be ready october 1st you're going to be able to find their beers in a lot more places walmart target all of your grocery stores should be carrying at least something from them more than likely golden one will be the most prevalent but all of them are good so you have golden one delicious arjuna or a burros pills the ipa rider ipa you have all sorts of delicious beverages to enjoy as part of the anthem brewing company family but We'd be remiss if we didn't tell you to also go to their tap room. Got to. You've got to. It's cool. You'll feel cool. Yeah. Taylor, what was your favorite thing you've ever had at their tap room? Oh, man. Favorite thing I've ever had? This is maybe Jay. a couple Maybe a couple big hitters. Oh, man. Do you remember the bourbon barrel golden one? You know what? Mm-hmm. Yes, that one was, was, good? That was really that good. That was really that good. That was spicy, too. Talking ABV up there. Uh, <laughs> I had their coffee IPA that they had on tap was surprising. Yeah. The one good. we just had? Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. So that elemental um, made a special roast for them. And, mm-hmm. and it didn't taste too coffee y. I still, for our draft night, when they had the, the glitter one. Yeah, that was I, good. I like the sour options that they provide, like a Goza, and then they had that one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a. Uh, I, I just thought you could drink. It's and if you're not going to drink like a lager mm-hmm. or a pilsner, and you want something light, you can drink a few of and not feel like you you know are dying. You know, right? Their sours, Gozas, all of those really good. And they always have a few of those good options on tap down at the tap room. They also have live music on Friday nights. And so it's just a fun place to go. It's cool. Yeah, you're not going to want to be outside this weekend. It's supposedly getting really hot. And so go check out their tap room. Is go it really, man? Grab a beer. Yeah, welcome mm-hmm. back. Support the people that support Down to Down. Support the people that support us. Check out Anthem. All right. All right. So what's your favorite uh, flavor of Oreo? No, that's not the question. If yeah, you can so make one that's yeah. not existing. I don't know, because Oreo went... Off the tracks, and they have oh, yeah. 8 billion different flavors. What's uh, your favorite, though? They lost the what's heart my favorite? of Double are. stuff. I'm I'm into the the thins. Thins. They taste the, different. The mint thins. Oh. We talked about really mint good. chocolate, didn't we? I like mint chocolate chips, so I'd probably like that. They're in- incredible. I also, but I don't like Andes. You also, don't. I was going to say I love Andes. Oh, yeah. Also, coconut in the thin. Coconut. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. I haven't had that one. You'll need to try it. So here's the question. Thin, is thin kind of marketed like, hey, this is the healthy. No, yeah. no, no, no. Is it? Yeah, it is. Because well, it's definitely not. Is it still healthy it's, when I eat 25 of them they're, at one time? They're just great. They're good. I they prefer, taste different. Thins are better. Thins are better. There. They are better. Just gonna slip I, that in here. I saw better. a coconut trend that was very surprising. Coconut Oil. Uh, cashews? Bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. Huh? My wife came home with a can mean? of coconut toasted cashews. Were they good? Yeah. How do you toast a coconut cashew? That sounds coconutty. You th- that was good. Uh, you threw cashews. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> but it was good. Coconut, man, taking over the world. It makes me feel better if I'm ever stranded on an island and that's all I have. I can just put it on everything. Yeah, good luck getting those open, man. 
Yeah, you, how are you going to get them open? An ice skate <laughs> washes up to the shore. You have an ice skate. Come on, bro. There's always yeah. an ice skate on the island. There's always an. You're ice just skate. walking around with one ice skate on. Just any flavors you wish that Oreos would do. Yes, steak, <laughs> steak Oreos, steak and eggs. Do they have any like French toast or waffle ones, man? Bro, what are you talking I about, know. man? Hey, let's move on. It's time. <laughs> so what we're doing all the way up until the season starts is we're doing division by division previews, and this week is the Pacific Division preview. And for your listening pleasure. Our good friend Taylor Dickerson. It's Luke. I got a big old glass of wine. Hey, everybody. I'm going to be reading you uh, to you these players that stayed and the players that went. Also, I'm going to read to you the players that they're interested in. Just to stay. Just stay. Out. Out. Okay. No, no, no. In and out. Oh, in and out. In and out. Yeah, in and out no stays. Yeah, no stays. Okay. This is Luke. <coughs> For the first team on the docket, we have the Sacramento Kegs in Jamal Artists, Marvin Bagley, one, two, three, Nemanja Bajelica, Deontay Davis, Yogi Farrell, Wenyan Gabriel, Ben McLemore, out, Bruno Caclabo, <laughs> Vince Carter, Jack Cooley. Nigel Hayes, Jakar Sampson, and Garrett Temple. This is one of the two worst teams in the Western Conference, easily, right? Without uh, a question. Yeah. The worst team. Who's worse? Phoenix? It's between them and Phoenix. And I no, think Sacramento's worse. They're probably worse. We'll see. I don't know. Depends on how you feel about De'Aaron Fox and Harry Giles. Not good. <laughs> Harry Giles. Yeah, this team is not. This team is not going to be any good. Who? Who's your, who's your favorite player on this team? Do you have one? Yeah, of course I do, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Are you kidding yeah. me? The Bone Dogs here. Yeah, he's pretty great. He Bog, is actually good. Bogdan, Buddy Hill. Like, is it to the point now where you're just saying, Buddy wasn't what we thought he could be? I don't. I honestly, I don't know because if you look at his shooting numbers, they're pretty incredible and if are he, they really yeah and he's it's in just sacramento he's just playing in the wasteland he's, that is sacramento. yes and yeah it's it's not a obviously it's not a great situation for any of these guys because i mean who who are you defining the career of that's on this team can you tell me that willie collie stein won't be a good nba player i don't know i have no idea i it's it's a weird franchise and it does make you think that the players all suck but i i think it's i think it's a lot deeper than that this has been going on for a long time yes it has so buddy may just be a role player i think he sticks around in the nba for a long time i think he's probably a 10 or 12 year nba guy he'll be pretty excited to be out of sacramento i'm assuming at some point but they'll probably offer him he thinks he's the owner thinks he's the next steph curry and so he'll probably offer. i wonder if he still thinks that i don't know i don't know i don't think he thinks clearly so the <laughs> the Vegas odds for them, their over-under is uh, 25 and under. a half. Under. They actually were over that last year. They were they won 27 last year, and they're coming back at 25 and a half for this year. And so I'd take under, too. The West is too, too tough this year. Yeah, and they don't have the Vince Carters and George Hill and those kind of guys 
on their team. So Zebo's still there, but as far as veteran leaders, you know, they don't really have them besides Amon, Chumpert. Yeah, I got he probably won't play. What do you think Jamal's gonna do this year? Jamal? Yeah, Jamal artist. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to move He's on. Gotta, boys. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's move on to our next team. Moving what do you think on. what do you guys think about Marvin Bagley? I think that's like the real question. I think he'll be okay. Are you going to pronounce his name Bagley or Begley? I hear a lot of Begleys out there. Those, people, be those Begley. people from it's New York. I know, but people say Begley. Marvin when Begley. they pronounce his name, they say Marvin, Marvin Begley. Begley. Do you call him Billy Donovan? No. Uh, Steve does. A lot of people do. Yeah, but, but that's not, not his me. Name. Not Billy. It's wrong. Billy mm-hmm. Donovan. But Jamal's correct. Moving on. Now we're going to talk about the Phoenix Hans. In Trevor Ariza. Daryl Arthur, DeAndre Ayton, Mikkel Bridges, Isaiah Kanan. How did Luke say his name? I think Kanan. it was Kanan. Uh, <laughs> Rich, Rich Juan Holmes. Rich Juan. George King and L.A. Okobo. Out, Jared Dudley, Daniel House, Alex Len, Alfred Payton, Alec Peters, Tyler Eulis, and Alan Williams. Another just terrible team. Over under for them is twenty eight and a half. Though last year they won twenty one games, so under. they're expecting a seven and a half game increase. I'll take the under as well. Under, yeah. the under. Anything about them exciting to you? Like Devin Booker's awesome, which is exciting. I like. I mean, to see what DeAndre Ayton can do, I think will be interesting, and in, and in how Mikael Bridges fits into that. As well, I, so. I like a team that's doing kind of what they do. I don't know they're they're all over the place. Like I don't get what their makeup is. Like, are you bringing Trevor Reza in to be a locker room guy and help? I guess because if you're going to go all in to try to be good this year, like you probably should have found a point guard on the market of right. some sort. Yeah, because right now their point guard is Brandon Knight, who didn't <laughs> play. Has he? When's the last time he's played? It was two seasons ago, I think. Yeah, and, and he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good since DeAndre Jordan dunked him into oblivion. Mm-hmm. So I don't the the Ariza the additions one year fifteen million. Maybe you're bringing him in just to help your young guys figure out how to be NBA players. That's the hope. Yeah, and then it makes sense a little bit, and it's just one year, whatever. That's fine. But if you're trying to do it to oddly, because that's what the Suns have done is it's like bring in Dudley and Tyson Chandler, and let's try to get these guys to where we can be good, and they haven't been good for a while. Like. Just be who you are. That's yeah. my biggest frustration with a lot of these teams. Is it's just like, be bad, get more picks. And it feels like the Suns are way more... I feel like if they were trying to be better, they would have taken a runner on at least another point guard. But it feels like they know they need to be bad. I think they want Devin Booker and Josh Jackson to like initiate the offense. Which I think is a good... I mean, heck, let them do it. Like, don't... I'm glad they didn't re-sign Alfred Payton. Because I I'm I don't think that he's a great NBA player. I don't think he's a starter in this league. So just let those guys initiate the offense and and try that. I think I mean I don't under, completely understand the Ariza thing, but I'm super glad they did it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ariza got money. He got 15 million. And that's where I'm just like, why wouldn't the Rockets just do that? Yeah. Yeah. Just do just 15 million on for one year. year. You can't say it's not salary cap related, right? I, what else related is it? Yeah, I don't know. Unless Ariza got pissed off. They came well, the, back and offered yeah, no, three I, years at 
They probably did. They probably offered him three years at fifteen million or something like that, and he was oh, just like, "That would yeah. be." I mean, that's low. Yeah, you know, but I'm that's saying really like low. it was probably some sort of contract that made a reason mad. So he's like, "Screw that!" Because every been. part of him maybe wanted to play. I don't know. Like I'm just totally making up no. this thing, but I just wonder if it's it. Who's your favorite player on the Suns? <sighs> it's probably Devin Booker. Devin Booker, baby. I mean, he's awesome. Who I'm most intrigued by this season is probably Aiden. Like I just want to see if he's if yeah. he can if he has the motor to be an elite big guy. It's, I'm ready to watch him suck this year. Once again, like <laughs> looking at summer league is not ever fair to really do, but I was not he did not make me super excited after watching him in summer league. Yeah, he he was underwhelming. He's, and he may continue to be that way for a little bit. You know who I I I'd like in on paper if Aiden can be, you know, 80% of what people think he could be. Yeah. I like at least what they're creating. I like Josh Jackson a lot. Yeah, he's interesting. Uh, and some of that could be because for some reason the Suns just decide to play their best game of the year against the Thunder every yeah. year. And alliteration. We always have more Josh like positive Jackson. responses towards that is alliteration. True. But so, it, it, how much more excited in this? We don't, we don't know if this is legitimate or not. But how much more excited would you be if they just took Luca at number one with this oh, yeah. with this core? Yeah. If you had Luka Doncic and you had Devin Booker and Josh Jackson and Mikael Bridges, that's a lot of fun. You're gonna fly bunch yeah. of fun, baby. and you just you you're like, hey, we're gonna be super small. And you had Ariza parked in the corner yep. playing the four. Let Chandler like, play your big, and then you know yeah. you got Rich Juan Holmes. That's I don't right. know. I mean, that makes that would be a lot of fun. You also but, have Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris, which people just try to just ignore that they even exist now. Yeah, which is probably not a bad thing. <laughs> Moving Next on. Question. Oh. What? Next one. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers in Michael Beasley, Joel Berry II, Isaac Bunga. Ooh, this next one's kind of rough. Libran? Libran? Hamas. JaVale McGee. Svi Makalewike. Rejan Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Moritz Wagner, out. Thomas Bryan, Tyler Ennis, Channing Fry, Andre Ingram. Andre Ingram's gone. <sighs> so sad. I Man. really thought he had some staying power. Back to the league. G League. <laughs> Brooke, uh, Brooke Lopez, Gary Payton II, Julius Randell, and Isaiah Thomas. Over under 48 and a half wins. Yeah, that's a tough one. Whoa. Mm. I don't even remember what I did with that number. Yeah, well, I'll know. go under. Mid forties for this team would be good. I'll go under. Man, I would be blown away if they're under forty eight and a half. You would, would. You? man. Wow, I, it's okay. just Le- the LeBron factor, man. How, I mean, when has he ever gone to it? I guess it's well, not Cleveland really fair only to say. Cleveland only won fifty last year, and yeah, that was in the East. East. Okay, I'll go under. I'm with you. Thanks. That took a lot of convincing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could tell you. <laughs> and they're banking. They're banking pretty heavily on. Like what these young guys, and that's what, that's going to yeah. be the dynamic for this team this whole year. Is what what do they look like? How do they rotate in? You have these old guys that probably have an expectation to play, and then you have yeah. a bunch of young guys who've kind of earned. But the do right they to really? Play. Like I think I, the only guy that should expect to play is Rondo. They're like Lance Stevenson, like he was borderline out of the league. Same oh, with Michael he's Beasley. Play, man. Do you think like, I don't, Lance Stevenson has the ability to process like that? In his mind, like not in a bad way, but it's like he thinks. Surely he thinks every time he's on the court, he's the best player. 
outside of LeBron. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it is a weird dynamic. Like why I just don't understand bringing him in. Period. I think LeBron likes him. Like LeBron liked Jr. I guess, but he can't shoot. Jr. could at least shoot. That's true. I I don't I don't know. Like if they brought Jr. Smith into this team, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Like you just needed to, another guy that can space the floor. The, but what's the justification for bringing him in? He plays hard. Ball handling. Oh, Playmaking ability, baby. Yeah. You're going to do that with a guy who is the world-class ball handler, playmaker. You're going to oh, take yeah. the ball out of his hands to give it to Lance Stevenson? No, 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 no. When LeBron isn't in, Lance taking Yeah, over. but don't, isn't that whenever you would want Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart, down and the, Brandon Ingram? I mean, down the stretch. Andre Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> Ingram initiated a lot of the offense down the stretch. Yeah, he was good. So, I mean, I think that's... What is Brandon Ingram good at? I don't know. He's good at people telling me that he's becoming good. He's good at being really tall. He's another one of those... The, the Lakers became like the smart NBA fan team, which is so funny. Yeah. Like, towards the end of the year, it's like, oh, man. Jo- like, between Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram, I, I thought, are they borderline all-stars? <laughs> The way people talk That's about the way people him. talk about him. I, I think Brandon Ingram will be good, but some people talk about him like he's like the number one option on a team. Also, this doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Like you and Alex were talking about how it's like not smart to like Kuzma. Mm-hmm. This drives me insane. A rookie has a so-so year. I think he's going to be really good. A rookie has a really good year, scores a lot of points. Ah, he's going to be terrible. Yeah, that player's going to be terrible. If you're good, you're <laughs> yeah, rookie year. You're like going to People suck. can look at Kuzma and Lonzo well, Ball and say, Lonzo Ball. I don't know. He did some things I really yes, like. Yes. But Kuzma, yeah, it's kind of I think inflated. it's Kuzma's archetype <laughs> more than anything. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's, it's that he's a four that really is not a defender. I think that's why. And it makes sense because those aren't the, those aren't the type of guys that have – like superstar potential or all-star potential, typically. Those are your... But then, so he's not going to be good? I don't know. that. I don't think that he's not going to be good. I just don't think, like, what other gear does he have to go to besides, like, he's a really great scorer for that position? I don't know, but he's a, he was a rookie. Yeah, I'm just saying, I don't see him developing into, like, a great defender. And those guys have a ceiling. Like, it's really tough to start those guys 82 games. You know what I mean? And yeah. I do, I think... And, like, you see the... You d- had Lou like, Williams or Jamal Crawford who have... How long are their careers? Yeah, but I'm not I'm not saying that he couldn't be that, but there's still a ceiling placed on you, and those guys are not considered starters for almost any team. Yeah, so... Yeah, but do you consider them not good? That's I never what, said that's that. The thing. I no, never said I know that. you haven't, but that's what I'm arguing against is, like... He's good. A player's a really good offensive player, and you say, ah, he's just not going to be He's obviously good. a top-six guy on almost any NBA team, yeah. I guess. So yeah. the question... I think the question I have for this is, so it's twofold. Is a LeBron bump will elevate everybody's game? Yeah, in theory, uh, he expects he a, will elevate some, but not all. He expects a ton, a ton from the guys he plays with, to the point where it's like not always enjoyable to play with them, right? Yeah. Uh, and so there is part of me that thinks like Kuzma not engaging or being good at defense like if that's an effort issue then that could be fixed Mm. this year right like you don't know like you just don't know what to expect out of this team i think the other thing that's important is the lebron bump is also going to change the way people play against the lakers and i'm speaking primarily from the thunders point of view they never took the lakers serious yeah last year 
and the, or the year before that. Like, it was always like, how can you just kind of half-heartedly play these guys? And, mm-hmm. You go into they LA. don't get that anymore. Well, that's what Channing Fry said. I don't know where he said it on a podcast or something. He said that you know guys going to LA like they didn't care. Like, no, they now go they're going to party. Go, they could do whatever they want. Because they're going to go in and Lakers. they're going to try to kill them now. Absolutely. And so that's what I'm I'm wondering will how it'll play out with the guys because I think they feasted when they were really good against a bunch of guys that were giving half effort last mm-hmm. year. And so I think that's going to be the thing where it's like, I, now I want to see what Ingram does whenever he's getting the best effort from, you know, one of the top two or three defenders. Yeah. And how does Lonzo ball, which I think Lonzo is way more put together than his dad is, or at least how mm-hmm. that kind of soap opera yeah. projects it to be. But what does Alonzo ball do when he's playing with, how does he? How does he play off ball? Because or he doesn't they, shoot. Right, not, nobody's going to guard him. Yeah, and I don't know. So those there's a lot of dynamics that make that forty eight and a half probably more interesting. I just have than no, it would be right. I just have no idea how you pick that, and I have no idea what this team looks like because it just doesn't fit well on paper. Who's your favorite player? LeBron. Uh, I do love watching LeBron James play. How fu- how fun is it? that he's on the Lakers. It is fun. It is fun. It will be cool to see him play with these guys. Because It'll be like, when the Lakers come to play you, it means something again. It will just... Yes, it'll, that will be cool. It's also nice to see LeBron not surrounded by guys like JR and Tristan Thompson True. and those same guys every year when you know exactly what you're going to get from those teams. And so to see him, this dynamic play out will be fascinating. Yeah, the league, the league surely appreciates... Oh man, yeah. And the, how many games are on national TV? Like fifty something yeah, games. I think all eighty two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean it's very, but it really will be. You know how many people are going to jump in on the? If you're not in LA, number one is LA's viewership's going to go up, which they already have one of the top oh, two or three yeah. richest be, TV deals. It's going to be crazy. Be but then the amount of people that are going to jump in to League Pass for the Lakers, I don't know. I just think it's going to be great for the league, also because the playoffs, even though the Lakers won't be like LeBron not being in the finals probably impacts something, right? Like yeah. him not being in the conference finals will be very surprising. For it him. impacts the East because the East playoffs. I, I yeah, they're not going to be great, but who's going to watch who's going to watch it though. Cause I, like a lot of times you'd watch because, Oh, LeBron James is on TV or who's going to, which team is good enough to play LeBron James. But yeah. what, so what I would say is I think that number one, that's why they were have to be so thrilled, at least for this year that Kawhi went to Toronto. So, yeah, but is Kawhi a guy that um, – obviously, we're very interested in that, and people that listen to our podcast are interested in that, but our, is the casual fan mm-hmm. has turned on to a guy like Kawhi? No, but I think I, – I think no, 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 no. I think the storyline for the East and what the conference or the NBA will be hoping for, Yeah, best-case scenario, Philly-Boston conference finals. Yeah, because or, that was a really good series last year. Like they have at least some personality. Philly has personalities. Boston has tradition and city. Yeah. I mean, Philly does too. Sorry, but I don't know. I think you have Embiid versus Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum. Yeah, I think that's the one that's the best narrative for the NBA. Yeah, and then I, Toronto in the mix should give. I have the expectation that Toronto is going to be a better team. Like I do. Oh, they I will think be. That's better. not. Oh, I, yeah. I'm I not reaching no out on that, but it's no. no to have them in a playoff where they may come out in the first round and stomp the life out of somebody like that, I don't know. It could be Here's good. Here's how you save the East. Giannis makes a run to the East Finals. That's not happening. 
maybe. You think Giannis is the biggest personality in the East? Or like the I biggest superstar? He he has the potential to be the biggest draw. I think Embiid does. Giannis is, Giannis it's so hard is the for, ultimate it's, NBA smart. It's really hard guy. for a big guy, though, to be that, that uh, draw. I mean, who was the last big guy to Shaq. have a draw like that? It was Shaq. Yeah, but who's who is the closest right now to... It's Embiid that is right now. And with, like, how Twitter's playing out in storylines in the yeah, NBA, too. I, I still think that for the casual fan, it's just tough to get on the train of a big guy. I think the guy that has the ball in his hands all the time, you know who he is. He's that almost seven-foot guy that can handle the ball. Is there basically their point guard. Right. And is doing... I mean, if he... People like the Greek freak, man. If he could make a run. And you're really hoping... Like, not that Indiana is going to make people super excited to watch. Yeah. But you're really hoping Indiana continues to be as good, at least yeah. close to as good as they were. Mm-hmm. What uh, is that? I think the Predator. Um, so I think, <laughs> I don't know. I, the East has the potential to be a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Plus you have Dwight Howard and Howard and Ward and Wash and Wa- and immediately better. Yep. And that's why the Lakers will hit the under. Right. <laughs> next, yeah, next team. Oh, God, we just talked it's about hard, the entire but it is East. Hard, it, it's hard to talk about LA without talking about LeBron, which leads you. I mean, it's impossible to talk about LA without yeah. talking about LeBron, which leads you back. Mm-hmm. To you know what? You're right. Let's keep talking about LA. But the Clippers. All right. In Angel Delgado, Shy Gilgis Alexander, Marcin Gortat, Luke Mbamute, Jonathan Motley. Jerome Robinson, Mike Scott, out, Sam Decker, DeAndre Jordan, Austin Rivers, Tyrone Wallace, and J.C. Williams. This team has a lot of solid NBA players, but who's the leader of this team? Patrick Beverly, always. Yeah, it's probably true, him and Lou Williams. And is that, mm-hmm. are those the leaders that you want of your NBA team? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> they won 42 games last year. They're over under this year's at 35 and a half. I take the over though. They have too many guys. Yeah, they should surely. Who make gets? You some can't sort of give move. everybody minutes. I don't know. It's a weird team. They'll still be. They'll have be good games though. They'll be yeah. a tough game. Every yeah, time. no, they're they're not an easy out, but their team is so weird. Because like the future is, Alex Gilgis Alexander and maybe Jerome Robinson, and then like you look at everybody else. Avery Bradley's old. Even even Dude, Mike Scott. Gallinari. How many Mike Scotts are on this team? There's one, just too many two, guys. You just three, look at the four. team. There's just too many guys, and there's no like the star potentials in their rookies, and everybody else is like definitely a role player on any other team. Maybe yeah, Tobias Harris is the best player on the team, and they'll just be the the another team that hopes that Danilo Gallinari does something. Yeah, and he hasn't played a full season since he left New York. Yeah, he's he's I mean, struggled with injuries. With no question. I mean, Tobias Harris is probably the most consistently good guy. I think Danilo has the higher potential, but I mean, he's 30 years old. They've got him signed for the next 2 years over 20 million dollars like yeah, it's not exciting. Gortat, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this team will be enough to where you can't obviously take them all and they could they'll miss the playoffs. They'll win 30 something games. Exactly. They'll get the ninth pick again and then eventually you're just going to have to stop signing all these vets. Like to me, I just don't understand bringing in Mbamute and Mike Scott. Like why, what are you doing that for? That surely has to be the pressure from Balmer to continuously like stay, stay engaged with what this, you know, you have to stay at least we have to win games. I guess. You know, it also makes sense. Clippers move to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to Seattle. Like it's, 
then the curse can be lifted off the thunder. And I think, like, with the Clippers, with a team that has such a bad history, you just have to put a good team out there to have a draw in L.A., especially now with LeBron. Oh, my God. It's going to be so hard I, to get people yeah, to Yeah, but here's the thing Clippers is that you're games. not – they didn't do that, though. They're, they put out a mediocre team. But they're, but they're a team that was going to, like, battle. They're not just a joke like the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, they're mediocre, but it's one yeah. of it's, it, they, they are in that ultimate NBA purgatory. Oh, yeah. Like, they're in the Grizzlies. Yes, they are not making the playoffs. You're like, you aren't bad enough to get a really good draft pick, which this next draft isn't supposedly as good, although if I could have Zion Williamson, I would take him. Holy. That dude's cool. Uh, but it's it supposedly is not as good, and so – but. But you still like be something. What have do you a, get from have the, a direction? They got the what they have the twelfth and thirteenth pick this year. Okay, like, if, if this was the Thunder team, how would you feel? This is this is the worst case scenario. This is why Thunder fans, whenever Paul George was potentially not going to sign and Russell Westbrook, they're like, tear it down, baby, tear it down to the ground, get rid of everybody, and let's go get draft picks. Play Jerome Robinson forty minutes a game, please. Yes, and. Let's see if Sundarius Thornwell can play. And let's just, see if Jawan Evans can be a backup point guard. Let's see and, if Gortat instead, can go to that next level. Right. Let's <laughs> throw lobs to Gortat <laughs> yeah. every time down the floor. So who's your favorite player? Boban's on this team, Yeah, y'all. Boban's pretty good. You guys follow Boban on Instagram? After you told me to. Yeah, yeah that's pretty great. He's pretty funny. He's pretty awesome. So guys I like on this team. Montrez Harrell. Yeah, he's he's a guy. I like Tobias Harris, like, yeah. but, but every time I'm saying these people, like, admittedly, I love these guys as role players. I like these team. guys as yeah. like the seventh guy, on, uh, on and then roster. obviously Boban. I like the idea of Milos Teodosic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I do kind of like Sidarius Thornwell. I guess that's just because I followed that. You know, I don't ever watch NCAA, but getting to watch that South Carolina team a couple years ago, yeah, to the final four. Anyway, next, next, the Golden State Warriors <laughs> in. Demarcus Cousins. Who cares? Jacob have Evans. Until this is over. It's the Dan- you have. Daniel House, Jonas Drebko, Damian Lee, out. Chris Ducher, JaVale McGee, Zaza Pachulia, David West, and Nick Young. Is David Where's West Nick Young? not coming back? Oh, uh, they'll probably sign him, I bet. Where's yeah. Nick Young? Nowhere yet. What? Nowhere. If he's Holy. not back in LA, I will be shocked. He's the perfect yeah. final piece for that team. Oh, man. I'm, hey, taking, I'm taking go, the under. Golden State, 62 and a half wins. <laughs> Who gives a crap? I don't. I don't want to talk about First that. Twitter question comes from at Zach Wilkerson 78 says, what do y'all think it would take for Schroeder to be in the conversation for six men of the year? I think he'll be in the conversation. I think, I think he may be what will it the take? leading candidate. What will it take? He's already in the conversation. Oh, true. Because we're having a conversation. Oh, whoa! Wow. Stimulate your who brain. Else, man. Who else is in that conversation? Like always, the same guys. Seven Lewis, guys on the Clippers, probably. Lewis, the Lewis. entire Clippers <laughs> roster is the sixth man of the year candidate. Um, I think if he, I mean, I don't know statistically what he'll do. 14, 14 points. Fourteen per game. points. Yeah. I wonder if like Kyle comes off the bench for the Lakers, he may be in the yeah. mix. For sure. Uh, I'm just gonna say probably. Uh, I don't know. Where's Jamal Crawford gonna land? <laughs> right, Lou <laughs> Williams, Jamal Crawford, one Jared of those Smith, two. wherever he is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if the Celtics have a good guy coming off the bench, that's the truth. Yeah, good. Point. Who's what is there? No, we're not talking about them. We'll talk about them in a few weeks. Yeah, because one of the scary Terry, to, somebody's got to be on the bench. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, 
I don't know. They could start all those guys. Hayward? Scary, Scary Terry, though, could be. You're right. You're right. Scary Terry could be for sure. Marcus Jalen Moore Brown's Marcus the two. Uh, then you play Gordon Hayward and Tatum. And, three Tatum. and, four. Mm-hmm. and then you have, yeah, that's what you do. You Boston's don't. You don't have to. Me. You don't have to sit any of those guys. And Mark Marcus Morris, Marky. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think Schroeder will be in the conversation for for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yep. he's already obviously in the conversation, but I think he's got a legit chance. I think if he plays to the way I, in my mind, think he will, yeah. uh, he'll win it. If he, the if the Thunder can win fifty plus games, and if he accepts his role and scores like fifteen or sixteen points per game, and plays decent next to Russ, he could win it. He, and if he'll grow his hair back, too. listen to you and Ham talk about his his uh, catch and shoot, or is it spot up? Catch and shoot. Catch and shoot numbers. A couple yeah. years ago. I mean, he was in his 20s last year, but two years before that, he was, last year, yeah. he was 39, 38%. Like, if he can get to that, like, where he's scoring off shoot. ball, <laughs> or if he's leading, and Russ is the one that takes the off ball. Like, either way, if they figure out how to play together, that's how he becomes part of the six-man conversation. And he's yeah, got to no be question. good enough to end, to, like, close half of the games that he's in, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on the team that they play, sometimes it's not going to make any sense for him to be there, even if he's good I fully, at the end of the game. It's but, all about storylines. I fully yeah. expect that. Yeah, It's all about storylines with the six-man. If he can come in and be better than what Melo was, yeah. and people say, you know what, he's really, he's added a lot more than what Carmelo Anthony did, then he's probably leading the conversation. Once again, if Zach Lowe says, you know, Schroeder's been really good, people will be like, yeah. six minutes. Oh, he's very good now. Yeah, Schroeder's pretty good. All right, yeah. next question from at Mikey Climbs Wall. What would be more difficult, being a newborn parent for 30 days or having to watch 82 of the worst Thunder games compiled over the last 10 seasons <laughs> with Draymond Green for 30 days? Easily oh, the second God. one. Easily the second one is so much worse. I... Because as well, hard as it, it, hard as a newborn baby is, it like it's still redeeming. Being a parent's easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, at least you're still with this child that you love more than anything you thought you could. The, right? Yeah, he, like, yeah. And my current baby child is awesome. He's a great baby. But that other one sounds like a plot from Saw. For <laughs> real, that's so true. That sounds terrible. This is two weeks in a row we've mentioned Saw on that's the right. podcast. Next oh, really? question. R. Warren Beck asks, barring injury, I believe OKC is easily in the hunt for the two seed in the West. Am I wrong? I don't think so. No. I think two, three, I'll yeah. four. In the hunt for second seed? Oh, yeah. They're in the hunt, maybe. I think the I think the four teams that are a, a level above everybody is Golden State, obviously, Houston, Oklahoma City, and Utah. Mm-hmm. I think Minnesota's right there at the five. I think L.A. I think everybody else is at that five downward. And so I think I in agree. the hunt makes sense. I think the Rockets have dropped a little bit. We've talked about that. and uh, I, I think, think they've dropped a think, lot of it. I think the Thunder are better. But the hard part is is you just hope the Thunder really engage. Like they, I think they have to engage from the beginning because they can't take nights off this year. I think but, we'll know by December what if if they really are. Yep. And this is uh, from Derp, at Derp, Derp, Dip. Am I the only idiot fan who thinks the Thunder are going to be the first seed next season? <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it going. Am I the only idiot fan that thinks they're going to be the best team in the history of the NBA? Um, yeah, you probably are, Derp, Derp, Dip. Your next not, question. You're not the only one, though. No. Have you been on Thunder Reddit? Yeah. Those people, they think, well, they're, it's, uh, Reddit's my least favorite and most favorite. Those guys are good. The Reddit guys are good. But, but, but some the of them. Part. And then NBA, like Rockets fans will infiltrate, but... Yeah, for the most part, NBA Reddit's pretty fun. The or Thunder, Th- Reddit Thunder Reddit page is good. pretty fun. Yeah, that's a good page. I was trying to think of uh, what what site would be the most. I think Twitter would be the most 
Didn't someone ask us to rank is that social on there? media? I don't think it's on here. But somebody did ask us to rank social media. I think Twitter is the one that gets the most crazy people. Yeah. Right? It's also the most fun. If you're looking for crazy, you can find it. It's anywhere. the best it's the best <laughs> format to really follow NBA in my opinion. Yeah. But it's also the it's also the form that is the most <laughs> It's also the form that has the most crazy. Yeah, people. I go Twitter then Reddit Reddit, Reddit probably and here, Every, face. Everything else, I don't really look for NBAs. And maybe Instagram is next. Yeah, Instagram but then like Facebook, fun. definitely not. I'm not <laughs> going there for NBA stuff. No, you don't, so. you don't want to know what your aunt says about the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next question at Thunder Chat says, Buddy Hill has pay, played a lot with Russ and PG this offseason. Is there a package of both sides to be okay with to get him here with his ties to the state and with the shooting overall potential? I really like to fit. That's funny that we talked about him. And <laughs> question Oops. <laughs> I was like, where's he that? going with Sorry. this? He oh, hates man. when He's people so bring it up, buddy. buddy. Hill. You got some trades for me? <laughs> I mean, not really. All right, bring it. Oh, he's literally pulling up Trade Machine right now to see this what is we live got. Trade machine. Well, I did this last night, and then oh, there's so a reason why I haven't screenshot you know anything. So Buddy Hild is making... $3.8 million this year and 4.86 as a team option next year. I mean, that's insane. You think they like Kyle Singler? Yeah, I was going to say, could we trade Singler for Buddy Hield? Hello? The Sam? Uh, yes. It's the Vlade to you. Hello, Vladi. Good morning and have a basketball on me. <laughs> have a basketball on me. All right, yeah. Sam, you want, yes. to, you want to make trade? What can we do for you? We're going to trade the body to you. All right. For who? Okay. The body for the Steven. No. The body for the Andre Robinson. No. The body for mm, the Alex Abrins and the uh, Terrence Ferguson. Yes. Yeah. No, for me on that. <laughs> just wanted to <laughs> check and see. Mm, the buddy for the Paul. The Paul George. No. Okay. No, I don't think there's <laughs> anything on the table for me. You're hey. telling me you're telling me Vladdy wouldn't trade. I bet I bet if you threw Alex and Ferguson in there, maybe. You you're telling me Vladdy wouldn't trade his best player for two players that aren't very good. <laughs> well, I mean, Buddy's not their best player in their mind. Even he's gonna he may not even start for them. Yeah, he didn't start much. I mean, he started some last year, but not much. He'll probably be coming off the bench for them unless they want to play him and Bogdan together. Why aren't you saying Bone Dog anymore? I don't know. I kind of like saying that's Bogdan. Not, that's not the Bone Dog, right? That was the Bone Dog is in Indiana. Indiana's. This is his brother. This is his cousin. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's a little racist. It'd be hard to get Buddy unless the Kings are just done with him. So you never know with the Kings, though. No. Yeah. I mean, Abrinas and Ferguson isn't getting you there either, I don't think. No. I mean, I think, I don't know, if you did Abrinas in a future. The Thunder, you're going to give away your 2024 pick Right. Yeah, for no. him? It's never I don't know. Again. I mean, he's, I like Buddy a lot. I think he's really interesting and would be good on another team but i 
I don't think the Thunder have the assets to get him. Yeah, and it's hard as an OU fan or Oklahoma guy to not always think that the guys that played here need to come back here. Yeah. Like maybe how many he, times we're like, Marcus, Marcus Smart would be great in he's Oklahoma from City. here. He'd he love to come Buddy back Hill, here. Y'all ever thought about Blake Griffin yeah. playing here? <laughs> yeah. Next question. You think Kevin Book out? Yeah. Could right. he be backup center? <laughs> yeah. Also, it's not racist. I went to school with a lot of bone dongs. At Detally Live, ask how has Andrew K. Schleck being credentialed helped the podcast? Any drawbacks to being closer to the team? I mean, I think every way. I think we have more connection to the team. Not that, you know, Andrew's not like the woge of the Thunder, but no. you have numbers of people. You go to Media Day. Obviously, our intro alone is worth the credentials. <laughs> That's true. All of you guys take us a lot more seriously. Yeah, I know, yeah. We actually have listeners who are like, hey, these guys uh, are actually around the team. And then sometimes randomly, we don't ever say them, but sometimes randomly, Andrew will have like a little bit of a, you know, this is what I've heard. Yeah, that's and those true. are really fun. But moments. we don't tell yeah. y'all. We that's don't tell you. There's a lot of things that we don't say on the pod. Yeah. Oh. So that is maybe the drawback. Yeah. Like, so. do you ever censor yourself? Because because I know Royce and no. John Ham and them, they'll say, no, "We know you don't, Taylor." <laughs> uh, they'll say, "Never ever." They'll say, "You know, like." Don't tell anybody this or whatever like that. So sometimes I love I love being in the loop like that. And you're even in you even have loop info that you don't even pass down to us. That's true. Oh, now I'm gonna pressure you. But every once time. in a while, there are the, there are these moments. One of the drawbacks is before the pod. Andrew will go, "Oh my gosh, I got to tell you this after the pod." Yeah, and yeah. We're like oh. yeah. all I want to do is get it over with the podcast, especially like free agency stuff yeah. or mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. you always hear, there's always stuff. Yeah, there's been trades and pickups in the past where Ham has told us, like, I heard this, and like a month early, he was right. Yeah. You know what's crazy is those guys like Zach Lowe and even Royce, when they have to talk about things on ESPN mm-hmm. or on other podcasts, and they have to basically just BS in a conversation when they have all this extra mm-hmm. info. Like, uh, what's, what's his name? Um, who follows LeBron James? Not Haverstrow. Um Windhorst. Yeah, Windhorst. Windhorst. Like, did you read the piece about him? Yeah. And how he's like... He knows so much stuff. He knows so much, and he cannot talk about any of it. And he still has to go on these talk shows all the time. Well, it's like like, those free agency preview shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he could just be like, yeah, I know where this guy's going. I know what this dude's doing. Like, the morning of... We did a Dream Team podcast of the morning of, like... The Mellow? Free agency Eve or whatever. Like, Royce knew that... Dang. Paul George, <laughs> like he knew, yeah. and so he couldn't say anything before the show. I was like, Royce, tell me that this party means that he's resigning, and he was like, I can't say anything. And I was like, means. I was like, you just told me everything that exactly. I need to know, right? exactly. And so, I mean, that whole day, there was just info trickling in. By like ten a.m., I I knew that he was going to stay. Yeah, we all text a lot, but that's one of those days where Andrew called me and he's like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's going down tonight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we knew. And I said, and I said, did somebody tell you something? And he goes, no, <laughs> but it's going down tonight. <laughs> and I can't it, say, but it's going down tonight. Yeah. And yes. yeah. And that's the kind of thing. Somebody, I don't know 
who decides that they're going to put it on Twitter or whatever. But like, I we could have down to dunk could have broken Broke. it like at ten o'clock in the morning. I'll say this, but I would have had a lot of people mad at me. All I, I do is I just text my dad and say, "Just be ready for a fun thunder." Just night. be yeah. ready, baby. <laughs> also, Luke, Luke got information about that party like a week and a half before uh-huh. anyone else, and really was like, did. "And I think this means this." And we thought, "Is that true?" Turned out to be exactly true. So Luke has sources too. Well, and what's funny is that people will send you send me stuff. Like somebody yeah. DM'd me this week about a thunder signing that didn't happen for a specific reason, and the team told this player this information. Like people just like send me stuff now. Yeah, um, which is interesting. Yeah, that is. A people you're, people you're never s- did that before. You're soon going to break a story. Someone's going to DM you, and it's going to be as juicy as the uh, Sixers GM <laughs> <laughs> story. I, I'm just, I would be so terrified about breaking something that didn't actually turn into something. I just, yeah. I just have no interest in doing Being that guy and doing any of that stuff because I'm that's I am I have no platform for that, right? And there's no reason for me to try to do that. And some guys are like trying to get into that, and it's like what. Like even if you do break one story, like that doesn't make your career. That doesn't right. make you anything. You know, shoot, like, you don't even have to break stories. You could be Kevin Smith and re- <laughs> or what's tweet. His, is it Kevin Smith? No, it's something else. Keith Smith. Keith Smith. Kevin Smith is a uh, Silent Bob. Oh, Silent Bob. You could be Keith Smith and just get Woj notifications and then restructure the tweet yeah. and send it out, and all of a sudden you're a blue check mark. There's several guys that do that. Like <laughs> yesterday. Woj tweets the rule changes, and then there's a guy that tweeted after that, like, the NBA is considering yeah. changing this rule. It's like, dude, we all know. <laughs> we <laughs> all have Woj and like, Sean yeah. on notifications. Right, well, what are you doing right now? Like, the people that do that, it's like, all right. Cool, dude. Good job. <laughs> but it works. Keith Smith is like... he. Keith is actually plugged in. At least now he, he is. Like, he, like... It's like fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> but he like really Respect. is pl- he really is plugged in now. But it's but, awesome. It's awesome in every way. But it's great. I think really the biggest thing is just being able to be in the locker room and to be around the players and kind of see taking espe- showers. Especially there. last especially last season, being able to be around the team and to see like the dynamic in the locker room and stuff like that. I think it just adds another layer to our show. To where like we would just speculate beforehand, or we would take what we heard from somebody else. But I could come on and say like this is how it was, or this yeah, is how it seemed. When I talk to Mello, I you know yeah. like, it's a little mm-hmm. different than saying it's hey. Whenever I got up this morning, I thought that this would happen, and it's super crazy. And I'm still just like a five year old kid like walking into the arena, just like mm-hmm. this is incredible. You talked about asking Pop a question. I think I mentioned this whenever you actually did it. I was like that would have been had to have been maybe the most intimidating. Oh moment. man, it was amazing. We used to so crazy. We used to be salsa. Then we moved up to queso, and now with Andrew in the locker room and all this extra info, we're seven layer dip, baby. (laughs) Gosh, I like queso so much more than seven layer. Yeah, I do too. The the complexity of uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Just you know. All right, next question. We're gonna wrap. Have you had the fourteen ninety two queso? No. Oh, I have. They put the guacamole and uh, sour cream and meat and all this stuff. On top of the queso, oh, that's kind of Mama Roja does it. That's too. what we are now. But I don't like. Uh, you know what always throws it off for me is you know what I don't like hmm. the. Uh, I blanked on what it is, but with tomatoes and onions, pico. And, yeah, pico. What's wrong with get you? pico out of my face? Get out of here. It's salt. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Get it out of my face. Pico is like hate less onions. processed salsa. I hate onions. Get so out much. of my it face, is less Jay. Processed onions. All right, or less processed salsa. 
We're going to fire through some fun questions. First one's from at Ben underscore Burke 10. What is the best bean available to the public? Coffee bean? Oh, Ooh. my gosh. That's so good. I said I was going to say green bean, but coffee bean stomps green beans. Is edamame a bean or a, or a vegetable? A legume? It's a legume. Or a legume? I is it a legume? It is a legume. Ugh. Are all beans legumes? I don't oh, know. Yes. I think not all. Some. Okay. I have no idea. I don't either. I'm believing every word you're saying. I did take coffee this, bean. With I that did question. take this class in college called Plants and People, where we talked about legumes. You should know this. Yeah, you should know this. I paid for that class. All right, you ne- got two legumes. <laughs> what about jelly beans? How close is that? Oh, that was good. Up. <laughs> jelly beans. Jelly beans are good. Beans. Jelly beans are there too. Jelly beans aren't good. Jelly belly beans. Shut are up. They? Hey, jelly speaking of jelly bellies, good. like this bamboozled ones. Have you all seen bean boozled? Yeah, so dumb. It's actually pretty fun. Have you played? No. It's pretty fun. You could get a throw-up one. Yeah, I don't want to taste that. Rotten eggs. Oh, rotten Pass. eggs. I've played. It's it's a fun game to play with a group of people. All right. Just throwing that out there. All right. Next question's from at JSNDVS. I don't know what Jason Devs. Um, for a party, puppy chow or cream cheese stuffed jalapenos wrapped in bacon? Why is uh, this, it didn't say for a party. Well, I mean... I- <laughs> That's what I'm assuming. Did you the, add the premise? For a he added to his. He I added get, for I a party. context. That's not you. you this what is, is this just like what a, you want to eat anytime? Yeah. Did you write this tweet out? Okay, I am so sorry, on, Jason Jay. Davis. Puppy Chow. I love cream cheese stuff. Jalapenos. Ooh, those are so good. Jal- bacon. Jalapenos. Jalapenos. <laughs> but I want Puppy Chow all day. They're oh, both yeah. so good. This is, uh, JD is speaking my language here. Is he? Yeah, both are just incredible. It's, you're an uh, you're an apps boy though. I'll probably go with the jalapenos. I'm going ruff, ruff, nom, 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 puppy chow. Why is it called puppy chow? I don't know. I don't want to know. It looks like dog food. Nobody tell me. Oh, do you think there's a sensual connotation? Nolan, Nolan Cox comes through with a great question. At Nolan John 01, are boneless wings actually wings or just glorified chicken nuggets? Glorified chicken nuggets. Yep, yeah. glorified. That are delicious. Saucy chicken nugs. Yeah. I love boneless wings. You do? Mm. I think they're weak sauce. Oh, really? It depends on the sauce. Yeah, the sauce dictates what the weakness is. No, they're weak. No, you're, you're weak. You're so out of control. Do you like tenders? Yeah. Boneless wings are mini chicken tenders. Yeah, weak. Weak sauce tenders. What do you mean weak? They're weak. I don't understand. What's weak about them? Their weakness. <laughs> Entering your body. I can't. You can't argue that. You keep saying different versions of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not adding anything. <laughs> They're All weak. Right. What do you mean? Their weakness. <laughs> from, at, from, at, from at Jess twenty four three seven. Shout out Jess. Been a long time follower from New Zealand. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Coffee, man. I like tea. Hot tea. Any tea. I'm a, I like it. tea. When you pick a beer, you're looking at ABV most of the time, right? You don't want to waste your time. I'm looking <laughs> uh, in the same sense. I'm looking at caffeine content. Mm-hmm. Tea, wait. No, you're not getting me there anytime fast. Coffee, yeah. oh, hit the road. Get going. Hey, shout out Trader Joe's Coffee, by the way. If you don't go to Trader Joe's, number one, why aren't you there? Unless you don't so, have one. Why aren't you there right there? Their coffee's really good. Coffee. So here's the question. Hot tea, cold tea. <laughs> I can cold do tea. both, but cold I do tea. cold tea primarily. Sweet yeah. or unsweet? Unsweet. You don't even put sweetener in it? No. Man. As we, as we get I older, I like I know. gross I know. drinks. I know. You just turn. It's weird. It's a weird development. And like tea? You I don't... drink coffee black now. It's like 
Yeah. Back yeah. in the day, I was like, how much sugar and cream can I put in it? Now, mm-hmm. black coffee. It's like, yeah. Give me. And I get annoyed. Like, I'm, this is the other way I know I'm getting old. It's like, go to like a Starbucks and I get mad at people that don't order black coffee. I'm so like, what's wrong with you? Do you not appreciate Idiot. the actual flavor of yeah. your coffee? What's wrong with you? All the Starbucks. Starbucks. flavor is kind of the same, right? Yeah. Burnt. Um, all right. I do like it. Like, if you ever go somewhere that has a good coffee that actually has, like, you can find notes on it that are a little fruity. Elemental coffee slingers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you know that Frappuccinos have literally zero coffee in them? It's a milkshake. I didn't know that there's not even any coffee. There's not? No. They have coffee flavored syrup. I just learned learned that too. I'm not sure that's true. No, it's true. Shoot us a tweet if you're a Starbucks barista. I just had a Starbucks. Next question. Tell me that. Also, we don't need another one. Yeah, shoot me an email. Let me know. It's like. (laughs) Taylor's not trustworthy. Why Somebody that? else tell me. <laughs> Leave me a voicemail. Whitehendrix11 at gmail.com. Oh, uh, <laughs> close. Whitehendrix1 at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Ask me anything. <laughs> Is a biscuit always a cookie? Is a cookie always a biscuit? What's the difference? So I'm not reading the disclaimer. So this is from Jess, who's in New Zealand. Obviously, biscuits are similar to cookies. Yeah. For me, it's like thinking about this from an American, because she asked this. She says, disclaimer, not sure if these words mean the same to you in USA as here in New Zealand, Australia, but worth a, worth a try to find out. Biscuits in America are... Never a cookie. Not cookies. Cookie. They're like these little bread biscuits. They're like, <laughs> they're like a, bread biscuits. a buttery <laughs> scone, kind of like a scone. Uh, Flaky, layered, delicious. You put gravy on them. It's just bread. It's just like it's a circle bread that's very fluffy. That's the best part about breakfast. Is breakfast is really just how can you creatively put carbs in your body? You want them sweet. You want them savory. Doesn't matter what it's going to be. It's going to be carbs. Who decided breakfast rules? Like who decided? Like this is breakfast. This I don't is think not breakfast rules. Toast. Breakfast is whatever. It doesn't like rule. I love oh, Doyle rules. It does rule. Uh, breakfast is uh, without breakfast question is my favorite meal. Easily, just no question. Oh, breakfast for dinner, any day. Who decided that? Like toast is the kind of bread that you eat at breakfast. But if you do not eat a flaccid piece of bread before ten a.m., like just don't do it. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Did you say the word <laughs> flaccid and then you left? <laughs> For real though. And then who decided that like everything's y- stiff in the morning? You don't bread. eat Don't eat cake. <laughs> huh? Don't eat cake for breakfast. But go ahead and eat a donut. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Fry it. Are you are you crazy? Fry Have you bread. lost your mind? Are you eating cake for breakfast? Here, eat this double chocolate <laughs> donut instead. Right. If I made a grilled cheese for breakfast, I would be judged. Oh, but it's like you're a crazy person. But if I made toast and put cheese on it, <laughs> that's breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do an avocado toast with cheese. Yeah, it's great. Avocado toast. That you, was that's a new. You eat that after ten a.m. Though new breakfast. Have you thing. lost your mind? What are you doing? No, yeah. that's not true. My wife will eat avocado toast for lunch, I, dinner. She has lost her mind. Well, then because. I don't. She just walked through as you said that, but I'm just telling you, she has lost her mind. Are you I eating would, a donut at four o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, I would. Anytime. Too. Yeah, but there's something wrong with you. For sure, I have a weight problem. <laughs> also, four o'clock in the afternoon is more appropriate than eating a donut in the morning. Why? Like, like it's not. Like if you thought about it outside of the realm right. of breakfast. Yes. Food. I'm just yeah. saying, who made up the rules? Where did it come it's from? True. And why do we all know them? It's hmm. true. What's normal? But what I do know it's is a that, systemic issue. What is breakfast? What I do know is that biscuits. Who and decided that 
These are lunch items. Like a sandwich is a lunch item. I just don't know who made up these rules. You're right. And in other countries, breakfast is, they have completely different breakfast rules. True. Depending on where you are. You're right. Like, are you eating scrambled eggs at dinner? No, that's called breakfast at dinner. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you can't even you can't even call it dinner unless no. you put no. the scrambled egg I, inside of rice with veggies and right. chicken. Fried that's rice. true. But that's Paul you, George's chicken fried rice. Or it's boiled and it's in a salad. Ugh, and it's cold. Mm. Eggs, man. Eggs. Eggs. I'm All a right. big egg man. Next question. At the underscore Sternlich. Would you rather be a storm chaser for half the season or the only basketball you could watch talk about all year was the Eastern Conference fight for the eighth seed? (laughs) That one. Storm chaser. No. Oh, yeah. I just want to pair those. Could you be a bad storm chaser? Like, would I have to... Could I, like, hide in the arena as a storm chaser? Like, just get dressed and then I'll just be the one that's up in Loud City, just, like, throwing T-shirts. Hey, y'all cheer. Clap your hands. You guys. You have to dance and you have to be like yelling at everyone even when they're not listening to you. Yeah. Oh, I will actively not. Yeah. You'll get fired. That's one of the that's the best thing about becoming a media member is that the storm chasers aren't in your face anymore. It's easily the I wish they would come in that small little media room. (laughs) Come on, guys. Come on, guys. You like don't touch my hot tamales. Yeah, you stay away from me. Those are my gummy worms. I have one more question for you guys. Before we get there, I want to talk about Oklahoma Shirt Company. Oklahoma Shirt Company is a local Oklahoma born and bred apparel company. You have shirts you need, they can do it. You have one of them you want to do, they can do it. You want to do a 1,000, they can do it. You want to get hats made, you want embroidery, you want stickers, whatever you need. Jerseys? Jerseys, whatever you need to. to Hoodies? Literally any clothing item. Socks? Underwear? Underwear? Got it. Banana hammock? Yes, they can do it. But OklahomaShirtCompany.com, check them out. You can get anything done there. They'll get you a quote within uh, just a few minutes, a couple hours maybe. They'll get you a quote for whatever you may need. They also have their Shirt of the Month Club. If you're in Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, Missouri, or Arkansas, they have their Shirt of the Month. And they, uh, for 10 bucks for the shirt, about 2 $3 in shipping and fees, you get a themed shirt every single month we love the people at Oklahoma shirt company i'm working with them right now for another project at work and they are really easy to work and they are great people and so support the people that support down the dunk if you have any sort of merchandise marketing need check out oklahomashirtcompany.com and tell them down the dunk sent you mm. so here's the question are you guys miffed or peeved miffed 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 and peeved i am Mm, Where are you going to go? Go ahead. I'll go real quick. I debated on whether I was going to talk about this or not, but I'm oh, going for it. That's always a good it. one. That's always I'm going for it. Wedding's coming up, right? Yeah. Yours? Uh, yeah, mine is. Um, and so there's always pressure. My, the ceremony is just family. We wanted a small ceremony. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to mess with all it's this another stuff. another thing we weren't invited to. Y- True. Yeah, don't worry. A lot of people were not invited sure. to the ceremony. Sure, whatever, man. Listen, you, do you want to be my next Mitch and Pete? I'm about to throw you in the group. No, so there are certain people that we weren't we weren't going to invite like distant cousins or a lot of cousins that I don't even have uh-huh. relationships with, but had a lot of pressure from other family members to do it right. Oh so yeah. Like, okay, fine, we'll do it. We invite some of them after a lot of struggle, and 
an ant being mad at me. And then, you know what happens? <laughs> hey, the first thing that you need to know is this wedding is not about you. Okay? Yeah, it's about people that, like, it's not even about the people she wants me to invite. It's about her thinking I should invite. Yeah, this is not about you. Okay. You need to get that through. Oh, it's not about, it's about, it's about Kate? No. This is Who's about it her. about? I don't even know. God. <laughs> is it? <laughs> okay, keep going. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm still going. So we get the uh, so we get the RSVP back. Mm-hmm. Hey, not going to be able to make it from these people. <laughs> the reason, the reason, yeah. There's no U game that morning. Yes, LSU only comes around every what yes. twenty years or whatever. It yes. is. I, is it LSU that's no, playing? They're playing no, the army that morning or UCLA. UCLA, that's who it is. And they're like, and they never get to play UCLA, so we're yeah, not going to make it. It's a twelve. I know. That's what I'm saying. They don't even, but it, it, it's going to get in the way of their experience of the of everything before wow. and after. So, just I was so mad. Yeah, yeah, that's infuriating. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's just the idea behind that whole story of like that's what we've been dealing with the whole time is just yeah. bullcrap. It's, it's people. exactly what I used to do at uh, football games at OSU. I would sit behind people, and if they had some some snack that looked good, I would go, man. All I really want is just one bite of Dippin' Dots. Yeah. If I could just have that one bite of Dippin' Dots, I would be satisfied for the rest of my life. And I would talk really loud so they'd hear me. And they turn around and go, hey, do you want a bite of my Dippin' Dots? I mean, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, 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 no. No, 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 no thank yours. you. Yeah, that's it's, weird. <laughs> it's also the idea. And this, uh, this, uh, this didn't really bother me, Jay. But you were making fun of uh, the bachelor party thing this past weekend. You're like, we wouldn't have been able to go, but we wanted the invite. Yeah, it's man. The, the invitation's yeah. what matters. <laughs> Come on. We just want to be included. No, but that's not the thing that made me mad. The thing that made me mad was like other family members putting pressure on the situation. Yeah. And then, What's but, funny about that, though, is like with family, a majority of family, you would much rather... You would much rather them. My wife is talking to my dog in the background, if you can hear that. Uh, but my, you're like, all of these family members I don't ever see, I'd much rather, if we're going to invite people, like I'm going to invite my actual friends. Yeah. Like if, this, right. if I have to expand it by 10 people, I have 10 friends that I would rather be at the service than yeah. all of these cousins yeah. that I never see, mm-hmm. talk to. Just because we're blood, man, doesn't mean I want to hang out with you. Preach. You know Andrew, what? You, you have to choose pe- your family. Everyone who's having issues with family, choose your family. Yeah, just get rid of the ones you don't like. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the uh, the yard thing has like continued story. So the guy came and mowed on Saturday. Great, it's awesome. So glad he like mowed like a half inch off the top, and like that was it. And so I had to mow like three days later. What are you talking about? And it was. I was just mentioned people last week. Listen to the yeah. pod, man. Oh. I had to mow three days later, and it took forever because it was yeah like because you had to like high. stop every three feet or your yes. mower would shut down. Yes, it was, oh. and it took because <laughs> we had we had the oh my, it took a couple. It took me two days to mow it because the first day we had like something to, to be at, and I thought I could get it done in like that the amount of time that I allotted myself, and I couldn't, and so I had to wait till the next day to finish my backyard, and I was so miffed. I mean, I can imagine that. Yeah. So we were talking. I was talking to a friend this week that was com- like said when Andrew's miffed and peeved happened. My husband played it for me because they had the exact same situation. Oh, Their yard guide came like three days late, and the grass was you had to like get through him with was, a machete. Yes, and then it's he crazy. Just didn't even mow it. Thanks for listening to our pod.
Wait. What? Grateful and blessed. You heard about the Snoot Challenge? Yeah, I have heard about it. Have you watched any of it? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I've tried it. Didn't work with my dog. Let's try it with your dog right now. Hey, Gone. Hank Craig! Hank! Hank! Hey, that's a podcast without any Taylor muting. <laughs>